0: Hey everyone, welcome to Orange Crushing It, a weekly series dedicated to high drive, passionate and motivated individuals. I'm your host, Frank Clark, president and CEO of The Mr. Orange. This shows a weekly dose of business, life and personal development principles geared toward bringing out the adrenaline junkie and overachiever in each and every one of you. As a seasoned entrepreneur of over five companies, producing hundreds of millions in revenue, I'm gonna personally be sharing my stories of success and of course my life-defining massive (laughs) screw-ups, as well as featuring inspiring guests, business leaders, athletes, thrill-seekers who just truly wanna walk their talk and make life happen. Stick around and let's get crushing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Orange Crushing It. I'm Frank Clark, the CEO of the Mr. Orange, and as always, I have an interesting guest on with me today. Interesting. I don't usually use that word. I always say, "Hey, good friend." Okay, because everybody's a good friend. And again, why would you introduce people as bad friends and have them on your show? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I have a really cool guy on the on the show today. His name is Jay Levine. Jay is a father, husband, a realtor, and a coach. He started a business called 194 Real Estate with his wife, Catherine, and located in the town that he grew up in. Mm -hmm. So he's been around there for a long time. One thing about Jay is about contribution. It's a big part of his life and his company culture. He sits on the board of directors with the education department, the zoning board, the little league board of directors. He coaches three different sports, baseball, soccer, basketball. His real estate agency is all about creating rock stars in the real estate industry. He's rooted in love, empathy, integrity, and acceleration, and he wants to make sure he adds massive value to every interaction. I'm going to ask him about that, what that massive value on buying a house with the 194 group is all about. And what they believe is that if you're not left with a wonderful experience, they haven't done their job. Okay. They don't, they don't measure success through their achievement or awards, but through customer satisfaction and solid relationships. He is out to change the world of real estate one micro distinction at a time and to just pat him on the back one more time, okay? This year, he's uh, he's growing his business 300%, 300%, okay? That's not on some small task, all right? No. And it's not like, you know, he sold one house last year and he sold three this year. Oh, that's 300%. No, no, we're talking some real deal numbers here, okay? Thank Jay you. Levine, welcome to Orange Crushing It, brother. How are you? Thank you, Frank. Pleasure to be here.
1: Thank you for all those wonderful words. And yes, I would say definitely a good friend. Not a bad friend.
0: And not I'll a bad friend. A friend. Not a, no. Even though you're uh, even though I'm looking at this guy, and this is the podcast. You can't see this, okay? Unless we repurpose this on YouTube, which I think we will do. I'm gonna say good friend, even though he's got New York Giants helmets behind him. Oh my God, the sin word in my mother's house. Well, welcome to the show, man. How are you? I'm really, really good, Frank. Thank you for
1: having me on here. Like I said. Getting to know you over the last few months, seven months or so, has been quite an experience. Your knowledge, your wisdom, all the little distinctions that you have, that you make, that you share with us every day because we do speak and interact every day, every morning. Something that have changed a lot of things the way I do them and uh, just really appreciative. So happy to be here, happy
0: to support and excited to meet your audience. Well, thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, uh, the accolades there. And yes, we we are on a morning show every single morning at 830 with the unblinded movement. So if you, if you want a dose of some just integrity-based influence, check it out. It's at 830 every single day. So Jay, you own a real estate company called 194. How did you come up with a number of 194? What does 194 real estate mean? So this is going to be crazy. That's our address. (laughs) So we are
1: 194 Main Street. How? I how I will say this, Frank. So funny story. I'm glad you brought that up. Funny story. I am at an open house. This is Pretty recently, actually, it wasn't too long after being uh, 194. We've been open for about a year. I've been in the business for just under five. We started uh, last year in September, and somebody came up to me, a realtor, and she said, "She said, I see it's 194 Real Estate Group is that a Bible quote?" Now, a I I, did, I never thought of that to be quite honest. B I thought it was funny because I'm Jewish, and mm-hmm. I just thought it was like kind of funny. I was like, "Oh, you know, yeah, Team Levine quoted the Bible for their uh, real estate sign," and I looked it up. It's not a Bible quote, but 194 is our address, but it does mean if you go to some numerology charts, it actually is rooted in integrity. And that was not something that was intentional, but obviously meant to be. But yeah, it was a pretty funny story. I I like to uh, joke around with that agent who came in. I said, no, I think actually it's a quote from the Torah, but I'm not quite
0: sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how stereotypical, how like like, uh, Rockefeller, uh, not Rockefeller, uh, who's the painter there? Oh man, I can't remember Rockwell. Look, oh, they're all Rockwell, Rockwell paintings. Rockwell. Norman Rockwell paintings, right? Yes, it's one ninety four Main Street, anywhere <laughs> USA. <laughs> Perfect. It is
1: one ninety four Main Street. Yeah, so we're you know we're right on the corner of a main road. It, quite honestly, my wife is a graphic is a desi- my wife's a realtor and co founder with me, but mm-hmm. she's also by trade she's a graphic designer and she actually did work for NBC and for Toys R Us and she designed magazines. So I have a we have a professional like honestly, I would say the best graphic designer for any real estate company around. And I'm saying that humbly, but it's the truth. And we get really great designs and she came up with the design and the logo and, and we love it and proud of her. Well,
0: Happy awesome, to have her. man. It's very, very cool. Very cool design. Yeah, very, very catchy, right? It definitely stands out. So Jay, you've been in your own community for a long time, right? And now you're servicing the people in that community. How has your relationship with the community Changed over your lifetime. It, how has it evolved? I guess you know over your lifetime. Yeah. And, and, and what do you how, where do you see it now? And what conflicts maybe does it does it create for you in a real estate space, or even opportunities? You know, how's how's your community evolved?
1: Yeah, that's every one of those things is correct right there. So, born and raised in New Milford, where we own our business, our kids go to school in New Milford. My kids go to the school that I went to when I was in grade school. So, incredibly sentimental. Means a lot to me. I'm a sentimental kind of person. That kind of stuff does mean a lot to me. Growing up, I had a fantastic experience in the community. My father coached me in every sport that I played. The community was always together, you know, parades, sporting events, Fourth of July, you know, community festivals, food drives. I mean, it was always such a great community feel. So I always had that sense of loving where I'm from. Right. As I got older and I graduated high school, you know, community was still great. But what happened is, Friends of mine left the area. So I wound up for a while after high school, after college, well, after some of college, and then moving out for the first time to another town for about 10 years. I wasn't really involved in anything New Milford because I wasn't there and people that I knew from New Milford didn't live there anymore. So it was kind of a weird dynamic. I kind of missed out on a lot of what was going on at that time and we were focusing on work and things of that nature. Fast forward to 2008. We're looking for a house. We just got married and probably a story for a different day. But the way we we got our house, my first real estate deal ever was representing myself when I was 26 years old, not knowing anything of what I was doing. And I represented myself and my wife in a private transaction in the house I'm sitting in right now. So uh, when we came back into the community, I knew right away that I wanted to insert myself back into volunteer. I didn't have any kids yet, but I wanted to be on the recreation board and things like that. So I did, I was on the board before I had any kids. So nobody thought I was getting in there to like get my kid on a good team. It was to sure. tru- truly give back. And that's evolved further and further. And I am in, I'm in—I'm involved in everything in this town. I mean, you know, when, from like you said, sports, to the boards, to just knowing everybody in town, how has it helped? It's optimal for me and it's beneficial for me to be out there and talking to people for sure. sure. What the issue becomes, and you might be able to see this, is I have a lot of energy, I have a lot of passion, And sometimes it can get confused. So I never, I I have a deep fear of misportrayal. That is like one of my fears is misportrayal. It's like, oh, come on. No, 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 I don't mean it that way. Like, you know, it's my excitement, my energy. So I will say it's been 95, 99% a blessing to be in the town. And there's always going to be these times where you're misportrayed potentially. But overall, uh, we put our, our heart first and our community first and our kids first. And people know that.
0: isn't it crazy like you know you're overly enthusiastic you're happy all the time you know isn't it weird how like some people will be i mean most of the people in the world love that kind of energy right they embrace that it's energetic it's magnetic and yet there's a handful of golf. he's just too happy you know something something's got to be going on his marriage must suck what's 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 the story behind the story here
1: right i've learned to smile at everybody say hello wave i mean you know you just and I don't want to say this in not an optimistic way, but relationships, you just never know who you're going to talk to. And you know, one of the greatest joys of my life is not connecting with somebody just for me, but connecting, seeing someone, meeting them, and be like, oh my God, I have like someone else that you should know because there's gonna be like huge synergy. And I'm not talking about in any specific mm-hmm. way, but just in general. And that's like one of the that's why we used to call ourselves real estate matchmakers because we love pairing people, but that got kind of cliche and corny, so we dropped that pretty quick. <laughs> oh,
0: all right. Well, you know, it is a match, right? It's the largest investment you'll probably make in your lifetime, right? And one of the things that you said to me is, you know, your business is rooted in love and integrity and acceleration, and you want to make sure you add value, and it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, now I've bought a number of houses in my lifetime. Okay, sold a few. Yeah, i bought a lot of cars too. <laughs> sold a few, and the relationships oh, cars, by have- the way. What, what's, what kind of cars? I sold Lexus for uh, for a few years. I was a client of Lexus for many years. So I love yeah. that car. Okay, yeah, later. Except they couldn't get the brakes right on the 460. I'm sorry, you just couldn't do it. right? <laughs> it just was horrible. They squeaked all the time. F-Sport, they just screwed that up. So I stopped becoming a Lexus. Anyway, story for another time. Nope. <laughs> but the point I was trying to make here is that lots and lots of cars, lots and lots of houses. And every single one of them was a different experience. And some of them were really, really awesome. Some of them were just Horrific like horrific. So what is it the piece that you bring into your clients? You say, look, I want to make this an experience. I want you to not just buy a house, but I want you to have the 194 experience. What's the 194 experience and why does that differentiate than anybody else? So
1: there's a lot of people out there that feel like real estate from our experience is a transaction. So we don't take it like a transaction. It's not transactional us. You know, real estate is, we always say real estate's a feeling you know, real estate is a relationship. Real estate is about having integrity. Most importantly, one of the foundations is the transparency and what your, the communication you have with your client. I have, I came from, I'll, I'll jump back from my Verizon background. When I first started in Verizon, if I was not completely transparent with a customer up front, setting all the expectations correctly, six months later, I came back and had to deal with a nightmare when their bill was completely wrong. So I learned at a very young age that if you didn't, even if it wasn't on purpose, but if you weren't just completely transparent, here's what's A to Z, what, what could happen, what may happen, why it could happen, that usually causes a problem. So one, transparency. Two, that relationship. When we first meet somebody, selling the house is the easy part. Getting paid is the easy part. It's everything before that that is the journey, that's the most important part that we take you through. And if you need it, we hold your hand. Some people don't need the the hand holding and you know, like to have a little bit more control and that's fine, but we're there to answer any questions, literally day or night. My phone doesn't stop. I don't turn it off. It could be, I've answered emails at two in the morning, probably yesterday. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's, it's just, we work, we work around the clock. Number three, we align ourselves with many like-minded people. So not only do we have partners and team members in our 194 group that can help us as well and allow for other people to have great communication but we work with so many other partners, attorneys, financial professionals, mortgage brokers, title agents, appraisers. I mean, we have really so many people that we can bring to the table because of those relationships that we built. Right. We also feel that the people are not, it, this, is, this product is not for us. The end outcome is not for me. What do I do for people? When someone says yes to, to Team Levine, Jay Levine and 194 Real Estate Group, they're saying yes to their future. They're saying yes to getting into the home that they want. They're saying yes to building, starting to build the fabric of their community. So when I get a yes from someone, I know it's impacting someone, not today, not just today, but for the rest of their lives, depending on the situation that they're in. So that's an incredible feeling when you're going about that. And that feeling comes out. When you deal with someone who is not leading with their love foot, with their heart, Right. It's just so evident to me at this point. It's so clear. My least favorite radio station, WIFM, with them, what's in it for me? When you feel that, when you feel that what's in it for me, it, it creates that little icky feeling going on and there's a disconnect and you break rapport. So we really spend time on figuring out what people want and truly what they want, not what I want them to want.
0: Right. Well, and, and you're bringing them into your community, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a place you grew up. Right, yep. so you you know obviously you want to have a great relationship with them because this is this is all your peeps, man. This is well, all your,
1: on our street too. Actually, this yeah, is your off. street,
0: yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're your neighbors now, man. So yeah, I can imagine, right? You want to make sure that everything's a great transaction, a great, great feeling for this. I also remember you telling me about you know you work in the Verizon store, you you managed actually you operated own one, right? And your family. It. Yep. Yeah, you owned it for a little while, right? Eight years. Eight years. And what were some of the things you learned in that particular business? Don't go into retail. No, just don't go (laughs) into (laughs) retail. Don't sell Verizon. Sprint, baby. I don't know. No (laughs) No, phones. No no phones. No, seriously, though. I mean, eight years is a long time. Okay. And you're still a young guy. So I'm sure there was a lot of knowledge, like things you don't do, things you should do. What were kind of like two of the biggest takeaways of when you worked in that Verizon so that you go, you know what? Here's one thing that I will always do, man. This was a great tip that I learned when I worked for Verizon. And here's something that I will never ever do again with my business. Yep. What were
1: those two things? So I'll give you two things. Two things of each. So number one, for what what I do over and over again for sure would be it's that transparency factor that that telling people what the truth is, not what they want to hear necessarily is so important in every business, especially when starting a relationship because we're building a foundation of lies if we're just telling someone what they want to hear. And you think you're in integrity because you're trying to soften the blow, but you're out of integrity fully because you're lying to the person. So uh, integrity, Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, solutions. I love finding solutions for people. I will not give up on you because something is hard. And I've learned that over the years, the people that you... Not problem solve. I don't even like the phrase. I I find solutions, not look for
0: problems to solve. If that make if that kind of makes sense. It, well, you know? it totally makes sense. In my company, our titles are solutions provider. There you go. That's we don't have salespeople. We don't have CEO. We don't, it's, we're all solutions providers. I didn't know that. So that's even even
1: even better. Even better. <clears throat> so one thing I will not do is. I will not work for a corporation anymore that has control of me outside of myself. That that Honestly, the, one of the biggest lessons I learned, aside from the corporate structure, no, I was never someone who wanted to be in the corporate world. Owning my own store, when I first bought it in 2008, it was very mom and pop. I could do whatever I wanted. In fact, we broke a record, our first month of business, first month of business broke a record in our area for most Blackberries sold. I think they were all sold to Sean. <laughs> most <popular laughs> So all three really, of them huh
0: all three of them. i sold like a
1: thousand i i, I won like a thousand dollar gift card to Best Buy i remember in like nine, 2008 it was like my first month in business i was like this is fantastic but well what, what i'll never do again in business is i had to sell so many products to even come close to making a living right and i couldn't staff the store enough with people to allow anyone to have time it was just it was very difficult so that that was the biggest thing for me the products themselves there wasn't enough volume to be able to be sold and it was a volume type product so that's why I actually got into right after Verizon in between working for Verizon and owning Verizon that's when I worked for Lexus and I went back to Verizon as an owner and the problem was yeah honestly it was it was very difficult to staff because you're selling phones and Verizon was almost saying to you like you know, you just want to get some minimum weight. Like you couldn't find the people that truly wanted to, to, to do what I wanted and how I wanted to do that with integrity and like really working hard because I couldn't pay them enough because you had to, they would have had to sell a thousand phones a month to really get, so it was just, it was that conundrum. So like, and I would have had to sit in the seat and do it myself, which was fine for the first five years, but then I couldn't grow anymore.
0: Right. So I got stuck. Yeah, and it's well, it's like selling cars, right? You can sell Toyota, you can sell Lexus, right? Now, if you're gonna get paid the same commission on a car, sell the expensive cars, nice. right? If you're gonna get five percent on selling a phone versus five percent on a million-dollar home, eh, you know, I think I'll sell the house. It Might take a little longer, all right. Right. Sometimes it right. take about the same amount of time, but you know, I've always su- subscribed to that as well. You know, sell expensive stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> number two would be for the, the what I'll never do again. It was being my own boss. I, I owned a store, but I was a franchise owner for a corporation, and I never had freedom. I always had a, somebody else saying, you know, what they thought was right or wrong. And it was somebody who had never been in the in the seat of selling something ever. And it was a corporate guy with a suit on that was telling me I I have to do it differently because that's how they want it. And I was the guy going, how about that? <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, that was always my attitude towards it. But like I said, it was my people loved me. the The, the store was flourishing we had repeat business like crazy. When someone saw something on TV that said Verizon, if you were from Emerson, you came to my store. Like a Verizon ad was Jay Levine's ad. So we had top of mind and we had, and what I will say we did get as well from this is incredible relationships with incredible people. My father worked with me at the time. He continued to grow relationships and we, you know, grew new ones together. And it was just, it was just a great business. I, I get very emotional when I think of the day I locked that door for the last time. Although I was very happy to sell and get out of a bad situation, I'm very sentimental. And it was, it was my home. You know, it was, it was, it was part of me at that point.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's your baby, right? It's the first thing you actually did, right? If you look at an entrepreneur, right? I'm an entrepreneur. And one of the things that's common with us is we'll work a hundred hours a week for the sheer pleasure of never working 40 for somebody else. Absolutely, right. <laughs> Absolutely, right. We're gonna we're gonna grind it out. We're gonna rock the miles. You're gonna have that orange energy, man. That driven, that intensity, that adrenaline junkie, yep. you know, desire to succeed, no matter what the cost is. You know, people ask you what you do. The answer is whatever it takes. I'm just gonna fucking go. Okay. Yep, <laughs> you know? yep. Yes, you have to close the doors on one thing, but closing the door open two more. Right. Yep. I have a wife. How many kids do you have? Two. Two kids.
1: Jackson and Ava. It's, uh, nine and seven. Jackson is nine. nine, and nine. Seven. My daughter's seven.
0: And you're giving back. I mean, you're giving back. You work in the community. You're coaching their teams. You know, you're, you're with the baseball, softball. That's why my voice sounds like this. We had soccer this weekend. So. <clears throat> yes. And you're a passionate coach. I can probably tell, right? So, so I'm so. a very passionate coach. And I will tell you, it is
1: passion. There is no yelling at my kids. There's tons of yelling. There is no yelling at anyone. There's only motivation, truth, and and drive. And that's, and that's, and that's the truth. And actually, I'm not coaching right now. This is fan voice because they canceled the sports in my town. I don't think that was necessary, but they canceled the sports in my town, so we went to the next town to play the sports. So I'm not coaching, but I'm definitely
0: the proud dad. A a fan. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> <A fan. laughs> yeah, Giants fan. All right, we know <laughs> we know about you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Jay, you know, you have obviously this sense of community uh, you're, you're love being involved with your kids. You run on a business, you know, and you got, and you're working a ton of hours. I look, and I know you do the unblinded movement. Also you, you're, you step up in that organization. You take leadership roles all the time. You're constantly the guy that's, you know, Hey, give the baton to me, man. Give the ball to me. I want to take it. Right. You're not the guy that's like, Oh, don't hit it my way. You're the guy that's always wants to take it and go. Who inspired you to to have that kind of drive? Who Who is the, you know, person or persons or team or, teacher whatever who was it that like and that's where i got it from yeah i mean
1: i, I will say this that my father was an owner of a hardware store my grandfather owned a hardware store my grandfather owned a hardware store in manhattan called Queensboro hardware it was right next to the Queensboro bridge he says they named the bridge after the hardware store <laughs> i can't we, if anyone can fact check that <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's pretty sure it's not true and then and then, my, and then my father owned a hardware store in i don't know if close there called window hardware and I really thought I was going to own a hardware store when I, you know, when I grew up, I don't know when I'll grow up, but eventually when I grew up, I thought I would own a hardware store and that didn't happen. My father uh, hit some hard times with uh, back when a Desert Storm, Home Depot came out, a lot of, a lot of trouble happened in the store, I had to go under. My father didn't stop. He picked right back up and he, you know, actually my father knew before that this was going to happen, kind of similar to how my Verizon situation happened. And he started his side business of contracting and home repair a few years prior and cultivated the clients through the the hardware store and he kept moving forward and my parents had a lot of hard times with money during that stint and my father you know my mother was home with us and my father never stopped working and he owned his own business and I never knew him not to own his own business he's never he's never worked for somebody except for my grandfather but you know it was a family business at that point so and then my grandfather wound up working for my dad. Then I opened the store. My dad wound up working for me. So it's like a big, uh, you know, this is how, this is how we roll. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, this is how right. we roll. So I would say that drive comes from there for sure. What I'll also say is, and I love my father very much. So dad, if you're listening, don't take this in the wrong way. But unfortunately, my father didn't expect to be where he is right now after a business that looked like it was going to be the moon didn't really happen that way. And my father lives a great life. He has grand- wonderful grandchildren, you know, an incredible guy, plays tons of guitar, has a really great life, but I don't think he expected to necessarily be, you know, divorced living in an apartment, you know, nice apartment, but living in an apartment mm-hmm. like he is. So part of it is for me to not repeat anything that may have happened in the past. And again, there's no animosity towards it. I had a great upbringing. I just would prefer to change a couple of patterns that, that weren't anyone's fault but now seeing them maybe before i can change that pattern so that's where that drive comes from i want to make sure i've had a couple businesses when i was at lexus first year at lexus made like a, a buck and a half 150k and i was like whoa i was like 22 years old i was like all right i'm selling cars it's all i was working 15 hours a day but it was worth it and 2006 is when i started that 2007 the market crashed i didn't make anything next year like almost nothing so I was like, ah, oh. so that was a, a bummer. And then Verizon was going good, and then it kind of fell down, and we had a sell. And the real estate thing was like, okay, like flag in the ground, this is not going to go like this. And again, we've always grabbed, you know, it's been like this for us. Yep. You know, but it's, you know, thankfully it's always on the rise. But there's a, you know, there's there's valleys and peaks that you got to go through, and you know, we're still getting out of some of those valleys from the Verizon store. But the drive itself comes from my ancestry and my grandfather and my father, who both. Had a lot of passion and drive to open up their own businesses. And when my grandfather did it, it was in a time where the country was just starting to thrive. And I mean, I can only imagine how that must have felt. My dad told me he made $1,000 a week in 1972. Okay. That's a lot of money. That's the, okay. in yeah. 1972. That's a lot of money. He told me he has nothing to show for it, he said, but he literally, a, a brand new Camaro or, or, or Mustang would have been like five grand. So he, in like every month and a half, you could have had a brand new Mustang. Thinking about that now, that's crazy. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I had my Camaro. I had an IROC-Z, man. You know? They weren't 5,000. they, they I absolutely did. absolutely, well, of course I did.
1: Right? <laughs> I am not confused about that one.
0: <laughs> I know you got one secretly hiding back there on the, one of your shelves back there. You got oh, so right, many toys right, and right. treats. I got some cars you, somewhere. You got some stuff up there. You know, you talk about, Jay, you talk about the Verizon store and then you talk about, you know, Lexus. Do you consider yourself at all a failure in any of those parts? No. You consider no, them failed businesses, failed, failed, you know, I, I ventures. Like every
1: one of those businesses gave me a new experience. And listen, at the end of the day, when you, when, when you think of the math, I owned the Verizon store for eight years,
0: right?
1: I left it in some debt, but it was way more money that I gained over the eight years and the relationships than the, than the, than what I was left with in debt. So at the end of the day, What happened was I got out at the perfect time because if I owned a Verizon store right now, I don't know if I would be able to survive. With all that was going on, I think I would have been, A, I don't think I would have had anybody to work for me because I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to have been touching people's gross phones in this market (laughs) right now. So I feel like everything has happened has, at the moment, oh yeah, I felt, I absolutely felt like a failure, 100%. There was a moment, I'll I'll give you a, a vulnerable moment. I was at the Verizon store. They had just closed down Kinderkamack Road, which is a main street where my store is located. They just closed the road down in front of my store and like a half a mile after my store. So you could only get in my parking lot if you climbed over a mountain and went through a tunnel it was like ridiculous and right at, before that they made me redo my store. So I had to spend 50 grand redoing my store and then I lost 50 grand that year because my basically no one could get to me. So oh. I went 100 grand in a hole. And I had to take out like a credit line and all kinds of crazy stuff. And unfortunately, this is like, you know, a darker moment, I guess you could say, in a way I couldn't pay the rent and I was taking money. I also do credit. card. I also I'm partners in a merchant services company, credit card processing. So there's a residual income. From, I was taking money that used to like go home in our savings and like pay my credit line at Verizon. You know, like that doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm now I'm robbing from my family. So right. finally, the shit hit the fan, and like I got letters from attorneys because I wasn't paying them. You know, I was I was paying, but I was way behind. I was always like shorting them a little bit because I couldn't afford it, and I didn't I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell my investor, who was who is my one of my family members. I, I I didn't tell anybody. The when they found out was when my partner got a letter because it was a silent partner involved. Got a letter. She's he's like you didn't pay the rent. I'm like. Well, listen, I, I basically paid the rent, okay, a couple months behind, but there was a little bailout situation there. We, you know, re, 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 renegotiated some things and talked to the landlord and, and there was, there was legit hard times because of that, of what, of what happened to me that year. So it, it wasn't like, I just like, we were still doing business. That's why I was behind on my rent, but it was like a consistent six months behind because I was able to pay still, but I, but there was like a, there was like a
0: six month period where I was like floundering. Yeah, but dude, look look at, you know, you started something. There was obviously, you know, somebody blocks the access to your store. That's a huge deal, right? Huge deal, right? Cut our business in half, at least. Yeah, at least. yeah of course. Cut your business in half. You know, there's economic and there's an environment, right? There's seasons of businesses too. And there's, there's government issues that come up. I mean, we're all in COVID right now. That's a massive problem for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, I don't look at anything as a failure, really. I look at it as a lesson. Right. And and yeah, in the moment, like you said, it was like swearing and tearing your hair out and tears and, you know, all that Fuck, I did, I screwed up, man. I'm a disgrace. I how am I going to tell my family all of this stuff? Right. And still when it's all said and done, you come out the other side, you, you survived hundred percent of your worst 100%. days, right? A hundred percent of your worst days. We've all survived. That's the, it. And I'm very proud to <laughs> say that
1: not one time. And there's, you know, People go through a lot of trouble, but there was through that whole time I never doubted or questioned myself in my life. I questioned my myself in that business at the moment, but I never questioned my my true being of why I was here and what my purpose was, and that's why I never gave up. And that's why I'm, on May 23rd, 2016, my flag went on the ground, and I got my real estate license. And that's my son's birthday, so I'll never forget that day that I got my license because it was his birthday, and I promised that this was going to be the legacy I was going to leave was going to be to start this, my career and eventually open my own brokerage and rock and roll. That was in 2016. The plan was not really a five-year plan. It was a, it was, it was like a, let's see what happens kind of plan. And it just so happens that three years and a, a month in, we are the owners of 194 real estate group. And like I said, when, when we got out of that Verizon store and things started to turn around and I was able to tell my wife and tell my family and, and they were able to you know offer support within speaking to me and, and just knowing that I wasn't alone in that situation, it brought me to the other side of that. And, you know, there were some more, more struggles that happened for sure. Getting there, we got somebody that was interested in in buying the store. And uh, believe me, we, uh, we did that. <laughs> we did that. So we, well, we, you, we, you uh, fixed yeah. it,
0: you fixed it, man. You fixed the situation, right? You did the best you could with the information you have. That's what, that's what life is, right? We do the best that we can with the information that we have at the moment. Leaders make decisions. They don't always make the right decisions, but I heard General Schwarzkopf talk one time about Desert Storm and putting together people from all different nations around the world and put, making them one army. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, this guy doesn't get along with that guy, and this guy doesn't get along with that guy. Right? The Aussies don't seem to get along with, I don't know, some, some country in Europe, and the, and the Americans don't seem to get along with these South Americans, whatever the hell it was. Right? And they're back and forth, back and forth. But the one thing he did say, he said, look, when you're put in a position of leadership, make a decision. Make a decision in real time. And if you make the wrong decision, make another decision. And just keep making decisions until you get to the right one. right? And that's what you're doing, man. That's what you're doing. You're taking taking a business, okay? Didn't necessarily turn out the way you expected it to do. But you learn so much. You learn so much. I I I coach people. And one of the groups that I like to coach are people that are transitioning. Like they're 30, 40, 50, whatever, 60 years old. And they're in that next chapter of their life. And it's amazing to me how they lose a spouse. Okay. Divorce, death, whatever it is. Right. Or they lose their job. They've been working the same company for 25 years. They lose their job. And automatically they go to, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I guess I'll be uh, schlepping hamburgers at some fast food place. You know, I guess I'll be, you know, doing this. Right. And not that that's wrong. Okay. The people in that business, I, you know, Hey, it's it's respectable. It's work. Right. And I, I go to them. I go, why do you think that that's what you have to do? Do you not understand you have 35 years of experience? They go, in the field that you're in? Yeah, you lost that job, but you understand this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they go, well, I think I'd love to start a company. Okay, start a company. And then they're like, well, no, nah, I, I couldn't have start a company. I go, why not? Well, because I don't know this and I don't know that. I go, look, here's, the, here's your worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Fr- first, you're good at what you do, right? Yeah, so you're at least that's your baseline. You at least know what you do, right? Now you start a company. And you learn marketing, and you learn sales, and you learn HR, and you learn all kinds of accounting, and you learn all the stuff about the internet, and you learn customer relations, and corporate culture, and how to raise money, and you learn all this shit, right? And let's say you fail miserably. You still learned all this stuff. You still learned all this stuff, right? Right? And you go back to doing what you do now, but you don't go back just going, hey, I just under- I'm just i an engineer. No, I'm an engineer that knows how to market. I'm an engineer that how to raise capital. I'm an engineer that's had employees, did HR, blah, 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 we added it all up. I want another 50 grand, man, I, I'm much as anybody. Right. I'm this guy, right? Plus right. all the human capital we talk about in Blended, yeah. all the ecosystems that you know, right? 35 years of experience, you know all these things, you know all these people, right? There's so many peoples of influence, You know, you have it all. You have, that's, and that to me, whenever I look at failure or anything that's perceived as failure, it's really not. Look at all the grace. Look at the, look at, and also maintain an attitude of gratitude. There's always something you can be grateful for. Always, no matter how horrible things are looking, there's always an attitude of gratitude. Now here you are a dad. And how old did you say your kids were? Nine and seven? Nine and seven. Yeah. Nine and seven. Okay. 194 real estate. Let's look 20 years in the future. All right. Okay. 20 years in the future. I figure how old I am 30. Okay. 50. I'm, I'm 6 I'm 58. You're, you're, you're old. You're, you're wicked old at this time. Okay? Wicked old. <laughs> you're wicked, wicked old. You're wicked old. Okay. <laughs> your kids are out of college, even. All right. Probably, unless they're going, you know, in medical school, whatever they're doing. Right. And 194 is the real estate company of real estate companies. Okay. And your kids are married and now they're starting to have kids themselves. hmm. And what is the legacy that you want your kids to be teaching their kids? What is the legacy that you want to leave them with 20 years from now? What's the legacy you want to leave in your community? But mostly, what's the legacy you want to leave with your kids? And go, when you raise your kids, man, I really hope you learn this. I really hope dad imparted this on you. It goes back to
1: just basically the way we run our business that I I hope that they are people that can empathize. I think having empathy is a characteristic that not everybody has. And it's something it's that is incredibly important. So having empathy as a human being is yeah. something that I hope I instill in my children and the people that I'm around that I work with truth as kids, and even myself as a as a child that you know, trying to get away with stuff, I understand there's a lot, you know, you, you test the truth waters a little bit, and you try to get away with what you can get away with. And part of me, you know, when, my, when I get lied to by my kids, part of it is okay with me, because Sometimes when they lie on their feet, I'm actually proud of them that they thought that quickly to come up with something that made a little bit of sense. They can't trick me, so I call them out on it. But like the the whatever in their brain that allows them to think quickly. So that's another thing. I I always want them to be very accepting of everyone and very inclusive. I want them to love all people with boundaries and and never you know it sounds cliche but always treat people how you feel you want them to treat you back. And even when they don't treat you back that way, to realize that. You can't change people. You can only change the way you react to them and you handle the situation. So I, a lot of stress in my life. I, I still do, but I try. It's one of the things I try hard is not to get angry and frustrated, and because it doesn't it doesn't help anything. You could get angry and frustrated in the moment, but you know I'm really good at. Okay, I'm done. That's done now, and just yep. just switch and just be done with it. Like I <laughs> like getting a fight with my wife, and like an hour later I forgot. I'll walk over like hey, you know it's like. I'm like, oh, that's right. I
0: forgot. <laughs> oh, we're still in a fight. <laughs> Sorry. Forgot. Sorry.
1: Forgot. <laughs> but like, that's one of the things as adults we've gotten so good at is, is getting over things quickly. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's way more to life and especially during all this stuff in Corona. So I would say, and family, just the importance of having that togetherness as family is something that I watched parts of my family as everyone got older, change and dynamics change. The family parties don't look the same when you look at them the way they used to look and things like that. So you know, that togetherness, I think, is really important. And that's what we do the same thing in our company. Those same principles are what we're doing in our company. And that's why we don't even call our the realtors and the realtors. You know, it's usually just like our partners or our team or our family. Like, right. that's how we introduce people to them. That's what it is,
0: you know. Well, I can tell, dude, that, you know, you're right on the path. And I'm sure your kids are going to be living that legacy. I mean, look, every single almost every single question I ask you comes back down to transparency and truth. Treat people how you want to be treated and Mm -hmm. with respect and honesty. And when that's the fiber of what you do, Mm -hmm. unconditional love with boundaries, and that's the foundation of how you run your business, how you run your life, how you raise your kids, how you show up in the community, you can't help but have a great life. And yeah, we're going to make mistakes and shit's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Failures, we'll we'll call them lost opportunities, Mm -hmm. you know, problems, because it's it's part of life. You can't avoid it. You can't avoid it, but how you deal with it, right? Getting yourself in a state, getting slapping on a smile, right? (laughs) some push-ups some jumping jacks some push-ups whatever it takes right that's cool well Jay I gotta tell you man you're an exciting guy I love your energy it is highly contagious highly contagious all right and even though you're a Giants fan you may be my favorite Giants fan okay you may you may have elevated yourself to to favorite Giants if there is such a thing (laughs) Listen, healthy competition is good. It's good. It's all good. It it is. It is. It's just stings, man. Eli, twice. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyhow. thing for me. I'm not going down that road. Not going down that road. (laughs) Thank you so much, man. Jay, this was fun, man. This was was a good conversation. It was fun. It was enlightening. I love the way you're running your company. I love that you're a community guy. You're always giving back. You're always looking for what's great in things. Hey, before I ask you how people can get a hold of you, there is, again, people can't see this because it's a podcast. Mm -hmm. but you have a Chewbacca action figure sitting right behind you, okay? Real quick, why Chewbacca? Is there a fun fact about you and Chewbacca? Are you a yeah, Star I'm Wars not- geek, or what's what's the deal? So. <laughs> Here we go,
1: Darth Vader. You got two of them. He's already got his hand chopped off. We're good well, to go. Well, he's Darth
0: out. Vader, of course, yeah.
1: So my there, there's no super fun story. I'll be honest, I am a terrible movie person, and I don't even think, I don't tell Sean, I haven't seen all the Star Wars movies. I've seen, like, dribs and drabs. My son is a huge Star Wars fan. And what I'm a fan of, what I would call tchotchkes. And okay. I absolutely love just, just stuff. So, like, this, to me, is super cool. There's not as much of a fun and exciting story behind it, other than May the Force Be With You is behind me.
0: Other than it's, yeah, May the Force Be With You. And you got Chewbacca, they're looking over your... your I
1: got Chewbacca looking your over your show. Yeah, I, right. we, we, we do. I like to... My family doesn't love it because my garage is filled with some stuff. But as you can see, I have some records back here. I'm a big fan of like you know Gary V talks about it. Like go to the flea
0: market and sell the stuff. I just yeah. cut out the sell part and keep it. Oh, okay, you're a collector. All right, early hoarding. <laughs> <laughs> warning, warning. do no I, mean. I have connections. So I can get hoarders. I can get <laughs> okay. people in here to clean it out. All right, brother. Hey Jay, how can people get a hold of you in 194?
1: Yeah, so best way to get a hold of me is uh, you could either call give me a call. I my cell phone's always on. My phone number is nine zero six zero519 You can reach us at team Levine realtors at gmail.com. That's Realtors with an S, Team Levine Realtors at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook. My name is Jay Levine on Facebook. We have 194 Real Estate Groups Facebook page. We have the team Levine Real Estate Facebook page, Instagram, we're all over the place. If you can't find me. Call me because if you can't find me this, you're you're, looking, you're spelling my name wrong.
0: <laughs> check the flea markets; he'll be there, I'll picking be up there, brother, picking up some bewitched some Scooby Doo toy.
1: <laughs> I got I got Scooby Doo. We got yeah, I got all kinds of stuff. Baseball so cards bar. are my original love of collecting. basically. Uh,
0: all right, well, you'll be there, and you can always check them out here on the Orange Crushing site. Jay Levine, thank you again, brother. You're you're an awesome guy. You're a good friend, and stay inspiring, my friend. Enjoy. Okay. Thank you, you very much. Thank you, everybody. All right, brother. Take Bye. care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orange Crushing It. Hope you're fired up to take on your week with unstoppable energy. Hey, if you like the broadcast, please subscribe. Share it with your best buds. And please write a badass review. You can reach me at themrorange.com. Stay inspiring, all